the Spud Goodman Radio Show. And here is the studio orchestra of the Spud Goodman Show, sartorially regaled in sequined jumpsuit and cantilevered pompadour, the world's only accordion-playing Elvis impersonator, Accordion Joe. Here comes the Spud Man, it goes down easy. He calls to you who, the social outcast. Yes, you who are rejected. He wants you, he needs you, he loves you. Here comes the Spud Man, it goes down easy. Here comes the Spud Man. It's the Spud Goodman Show. Let's get ready, Trumbo. And here he is. Gerald Holcomb. Hello, everyone. My name is Gerald Holcomb. Mmm. Oh, that is terrific. And I am honored and, yes, excited to have been chosen to host this, the seventh anniversary Spud Goodman radio show special. Uh, Of course, we are forced to do this remotely at our homes, but still, it is no doubt the highlight of my career. I mean, well, my radio career. I'd have to say at my other place of employment, South Seattle Carpet and Linoleum. South Seattle Carpet and Linoleum. I might have experienced a similar highlight when I was chosen as Salesman of the Year in 2014. Uh, It was such an overwhelming honor, and it wasn't expected at all. I was going through kind of a rough patch with my closing technique, and I thought I might be getting written up, but uh, gosh darn it, after giving myself a good pep talk, my numbers just shot through the roof, and I... uh, uh, Dude, dude, and for the record, I am Spud Goodman, the host of the show, regularly the host, you know what I'm saying? But anyway, right. this is our anniversary special. Not a This Is Your Life, Gerald Holcomb. No one cares about your other job at that carpet place? Yes. Oh, I was just about to puke, Gerald. This special isn't about right? you. It's about celebrating the fact the show has been on the air for seven years. I mentioned this in our Zoom staff meeting, that picking you to host this thing was a horrible mistake. Well, since Spud opted out and I'm the next in line of succession, as you know, you didn't think they would pick you or our intern chance to host this thing, did you? Heavens no. I would never agree to do such a thing. And, um, but I think if they asked my sweetie Chance, he would have stepped up. He may only be an intern on this show, but he will someday soon take his place at the table at whatever profession he eventually chooses. Radio is just not his bag, right, honey? Um, Are you on the line? Yes, I'm here. This intern gig is all about the credits. When I finish up here, I hope to never set foot in a radio studio again. Like, who wants to grow up and be a DJ these days? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I may have said I didn't want to host this anniversary special again, uh, but it doesn't mean I'm going to sit here and let some community college smartass trash, you know, basically trash my current profession, okay? We we radio people are essential workers. Yeah, I don't think so, Spud. Okay, if I could assume my assignment as host here, I would like to say this could very well be our best anniversary special. I mean, on on paper, it looks really impressive. 
You're dreaming. No way. It'll be better than like the fifth year or, or even last year's anniversary special. Oh, I would agree with that. Our fifth year anniversary special will be tough to top. Yep. And, and, and that's why I did opt out of hosting this one. Okay. I mean, why try to top perfection? I, I said I would participate and, and do the bare minimum per my contract, but this one is on you, dude. Okay. Good luck. You know, people lie a lot, so you got to be on your toes. And I'm ready to go. So uh, why don't we get started here and begin with a few guest interviews from the past. Uh, our executive producer, Lori, would like me to handle that part. And I guess you're supposed to handle uh, tossing to the musical guest segment. Um, Spud, have you picked what musicians you want to highlight? Uh, yeah, I have. H have you done your homework and picked the interview segments to air? Well, our executive producer, Lori, made the call on who will be airing. Uh, you know, there were so many potential interviews to go through. She said it was a very difficult thing to choose. Well, that's why she gets paid the big bucks, isn't it? Uh, just let me know when it's time for a musical guest. That's all I'm asking here. Hey, can I put myself on hold real quick? I got to go use the bathroom. Chance, as was stated at our Zoom staff meeting, you are the most popular member of the show currently, which I, I, mean, I still can't comprehend. That. I'm supposed yeah. to keep you engaged in the conversation, so please, just hold it if possible. What's with you, Johan? Oh, hey, that isn't healthy for his bladder, Gerald, and bladder infections run in his family. Mostly it's my mother and my sister. I can hold it as long as it's only an hour show. Well, hey, I voted for a half-hour anniversary special, but that was shot down. Yeah. All right, all right. Okay, we're going to toss to our interviews now, and we're leading off with a comedian I'm told is very popular, Jim Gaffigan. He, he is a comedian, right? Uh, yeah, a good guess. Oh, Gerald, he's one of the best. Okay, well, good. Then we'll be hearing, uh, after Jim, we'll be hearing from an actress from that uh, black is the newest color, uh, Laura Prepon. It's orange is the new black, Gerald, and she was on that 70s show, too. Oh, way to step up, honey. Right, right, okay, I remember. Uh, and then I believe last in this batch is one of your favorite guests, Bud, J.B. Smooth. You, you really enjoy him, right? Uh, yeah, he, he, he's freaking state-of-the-art funny, a, a national treasure. Ooh, yeah. Okay, well, then why don't we begin with Jim Gaffigan. Comedian and writer Jim Gaffigan. The synopsis is, you're, you know, the show's about balancing your, your character's life as a stand-up comedian with being the father of, of five kids. So here's my question. As an actual parent of five kids, I was just curious, if you ever had a sit-down with uh, David Keckner and shared notes, as he has five kids too, you know? Yeah, no, well, Keckner, um, when I guest hosted The Late Late Show, he was, uh, you know, I had him as a guest on the show yeah. intentionally for that reason. And, uh, you know, there's something, you know, crazy about the concept of having five kids and being a dad that, uh, you know, there's probably no coincidence that Keckner and I are both, you know, losing our hair because it's, it's no small task, but we, we do love it. Well, I don't have five kids, and I, I'm there, too. Yeah, I, I can, can see that, definitely. Well, you know, one night uh, David was supposed to call in, but he had to put the kids to bed first, so we got it done afterwards. So, you know, it's priorities. His kids do come first before stupid radio interviews, that's for sure. But, yeah, I can imagine you must have your hands full. That's all I can say. 
Oh yeah, no, people always say that it looks like you got your hands full. Yeah. And uh and it's you know, it's definitely the case. Actress and author Laura Prepon. Well, let me hit you with this. Orange is the New Black uh, completed its run after seven seasons. It was a, a truly great show, but I was curious uh, with, with the orange jumpsuit thing. Did, did the cast members take theirs home, uh, you know, to wear around the house? Like, because I know I, I talked to a lot of actors in hospital shows and they all swipe their scrubs. So I, I was just curious. Well, the scrubs are super comfortable. My father was a surgeon and I used to love wearing his scrubs when he would have extra scrubs in the house. They're super comfortable. Yeah. But, um,. The orange jumpsuits were not, they're, they're terrible. They're very, we wore khaki jumpsuits, uh, khaki uniforms for most of the time, but they're scratchy and uncomfortable and they fit terribly. No, <laughs> none of us wanted to bring any of those home. All right. Trust that's me. For, that's for the and record. And the boots were like wearing cement like buckets on your feet. It was just awful. All right. Uh, we got that on uh, uh, recorded. So if the show... Comedian and actor, J.B. Smooth. went with Lincoln. Of course, you know, you're J.B. Smooth, and I'm Spud Goodman, so that explains Smooth, that. You know, a lot of people would like to know what J.B. Smooth watches on TV when you have a moment to relax, besides Sports Center. you know, maybe when you're on the road at your hotel. Any shows that would surprise people? Oh, sure, man. The one show that I do love you know, which, which I'm, I'm, in, I'm watching right now, matter of fact, um, it's called The Walking Dead, of course, because oh. I, I'm, I'm a big zombie guy. I think I heard of you know, I do know, I do know it's a possibility that if the wrong person gets in office, the zombie apocalypse could happen. That's yeah. what I'm trying to tell you. Yeah. Be careful. Learn to, get your zombie skills up. Get your zombie skills up because the zombie apocalypse could be on the horizon. I'm trying to tell you right now. I watch that show not just for entertainment purposes, but I also watch that show to, to, to keep my skills, my, my, my zombie skills up. You know, what a zombie would do in this situation, what zombies like to eat, you know, what zombies smell, what attracts them to you, you know, different things like that, you know. Well, last question, because I know you, you got stuff to do. What's the one? This is the Spud Goodman Show. Looks just like the real thing. Okay, time for some music. Yeah, uh, I decided to pick stuff from way back uh, for this special rather than you know recent live recordings we've done. So the first song sung up is with Jeff Tweedy from Wilco that we recorded, I think, back in 1996 when he was in Seattle on tour. It's a great tune. Here is Out of Sight, Out of Mind. Don't talk much, but you're such a good talker Oh, oh, well I know We should take a walk, but you're such a fast walker Oh, oh, well alright Well I know where I'll be tonight Alright Out of mind, out of sight Well okay no, you don't love me, but you still be thinking of me. Oh, oh, well, alright. I know you probably hate me. That's okay with me. Well, alright. Well, I know where I'll be tonight. Alright. Out of mind, out of sight. But all right, 
I come again. I'm bringing my friends. Okay, all right, okay, all right. Well, I know where I'll be tonight. All right. Out of mind, out of sight. This is the Spud Goodman Radio Show. Okay, why don't we do some more guest interviews now? Uh, I'm trying to follow the schedule we were given here. I never follow the schedule. What are you, like a robot or something? No, no, I, I just wanted to keep the show moving, and to do so, I have to at I least try. Why subjugate yourself and become a pawn for management? I didn't know we could swear on this special. Oh, don't let Spud take you down that road, babe. Your parents have made their position clear about that. I don't understand. Yeah, you're right, Dorothy. They hear this later. It's not worth going on restriction. How could they put you on restriction at your age? That's that's so lame. Don't egg him on, Spud, and get him in trouble, please. Oh, okay, yeah, all right. okay. All right. So th- this next group of guests are uh, very impressive. Leading off is Oscar-winning actor William Hurt. Then we have actress Allison Brie. Uh, Allison is very cool. All right. Uh, she was a great guest. Uh, yeah, I, I really like her. Yeah, I liked her wrestling show Glow on Netflix. Okay, that's that's nice, Chance. Uh, and the last guest in this group will be Ed Asner. Uh, Spud, you seem to be good friends with Ed, or at least he appears not to uh, be offended when you interview him on the show. Uh, yeah, some celebrities don't despise me. Uh, I know that surprises you. Yeah, well, I, I guess I guess Ed is, say, more accepting of your uh, personality. So, okay, uh, let's roll the clips. Academy Award-winning actor, William Hurt. Well, you know, in terms of your roles, I have to say this. As a Lost in Space guy, I'm appreciative that you did that movie, as I've spent decades taking crap from family and friends for preferring that TV show over Star Trek. Never fear, Smith is here. Thank you, sir. I love things. I mean, I love the idea of Lost in Space. We had a little bit of a... There were some snags we ran into along the way. Danger, Will Robinson. But I just worked with Steve Hopkins. I mean, I, I, I just worked with him on break. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, Jesse Young. Heard it was Same great. Director. We had a, we had, and we had a wonderful we had a wonderful time. Super. Well, in 2000 Actress Allison Brie. Anyway, um <laughs> let's touch on one of your uh well, another show that you've been on, one of the greatest television dramas ever, Mad Men. Um your character Trudy was was treated quite badly by her husband, played by the excellent Vincent Carthizer. Did you ever have people come up to you and sympathize with what you had to go through in that TV marriage? Oh, constantly. People still do. And it's funny to me because, you know, the characters had sort of like a happy ending, and uh, which I loved. And some people uh, had a problem with that, which is pretty funny, where it's every, every so often still people will come up to me and, oh, my God, that Pete, I just can't believe it. And then you just ended up together. <laughs> um, I, I always love when people get so attached to the characters that they form strong opinions like that. It's, it's very endearing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, 
dudes could sure get away with being major jerks in that era. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess I guess uh, Donald Trump's still using that playbook these days, but his payback's coming hopefully with maybe wife five or six. But I, I the show is the show. I mean, you could put that in a time capsule, and you know, a hundred years from now, looking back, I mean, it's pretty. Uh, unsettling, let's put it that way, in terms of, you know, the male-female yeah. dynamic. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I think that women just, you know, were told that they had one role to play in, in, in a household, and that's, they, you know, they, they were taught not to sort of set goals any, any higher than that, but luckily a lot of women did, and a lot of women made different decisions and pushed forward, and, and then we had a feminist movement after that and now we're going through another feminist movement now so i think you know us women we're 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 powerful creatures yeah that, that's that's an understatement yeah well say spud what you know, you know i feel you got in a cheap shot at our president just now he has a wonderful marriage to melania she is a real all-american girl who represents well what this country's all about now yes award-winning actor and friend of the show right, ed asner right. um let me ask you this uh i was curious about this do you ever check in with your old mary tyler moore uh show castmate uh betty white because both of you are perfect role models for baby boomers who are you know like afraid of getting older because i mean both of you guys are bigger badasses the older you get you guys rule well, I, I rule, but she is, she's 97. I know. Can you imagine that? <laughs> it's, I'm just a baby at 90. I know. And you would never know you're 90. There's absolutely, I mean, yeah. Uh, but, I mean, oh. you, the older you guys get, I mean, I mean, you've never taken any crap from anyone. But, I mean, you're just, you just seem to get stronger the older you get, too. I mean, I just, and Betty, of course. I mean, she's, yeah, she's amazing. Well, I can thank I can thank Showbiz for that. Showbiz instills life in me. I I draw energy from Showbiz, so thank God for it. Well, you know, I think a lot of us gain strength from both of you. Uh, yeah, I, I think you've kind of shown us the path of maybe how to age in a in a manner that uh, is inspiring and uh, hopeful. And uh, yeah, I mean, you're a role model to me, Ed. I got to say that for a fact. Thank you, Faith. Thank yep. you very much. That's right. All right. Well, I know you probably got it. Gotta... All mine. Pardon me. The pleasure is all mine. All right. Thank you for that. I, I know you got to head out, so let, let me just. You're listening in. to the Spud Goodman Show seventh anniversary special. You know, I got a text that Accordion Joe's calling in. We we kind of sort of need to put him on. Right now, uh, the well, schedule says that we're supposed to discuss our mission statement, uh, you know, the pact we have with our listeners. And I was screw, just getting screw, ready to screw that schedule. Just someone put him through his. I, I promised him, you know, he could be on this anniversary special. I sort of owe him. Joe, uh, I think he could be on the. I, I think he's there. Joe, are you there? Are you there? Yes, I am. You know I was thinking you were going to forget about your promise and punk me. I must say, I am surprised. So, can I plug my new website now? Uh, Joe, you're not allowed to promote your own personal business on this radio show. Yeah, I, I said you could mention it, but not do a full-on plug, man. Just say the online address or the web address or whatever it is and hang up. You mean 
I can't describe some of the products that I know your listeners could really use. I mean, not, not right now. Not now, Joe. Please. Just just, just give the address and get hang up, okay? Everybody has household cleaning issues, and I have the answers to all their problems. I mean, all their problems. Truth isn't truth. Joe, if you need to supplement your Social Security by selling household cleaning supplies, then you should maybe, I don't know, contact our executive producer and see about purchasing ad time on the show. If I could afford to buy a commercial on the radio, why would I have to give this multi-level marketing deal another try? You know, paying for a new hot tub is not cheap. I need to scrounge up some cash now. I told you, I, I would buy like a case of, of baby wipes. Yeah, I saw that in the catalog that you sent me. But they, you know, they come in really handy. So, so look, we're we're even now. All right, uh, you got on the air and, and got the word out about your your, your side gig. Now, now, just hang up. All right, just don't push it. You call that even? You lose my Willie Mays trading card, and now what? You just forget about it? No, I don't think so. Do you know how much that card was worth? Hey, it wasn't in mint condition or anything. It had like a bit of, I think it was like a ketchup stain on it. What are you objectifying on? Okay, we, we need to move on, Joe, but thanks for checking in with us. But I... But, 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 but. Besides being a fine gentleman, isn't he a great accordion player? You, you know, you could have at least let him say where, where people could go to his website. Well, we didn't have to hang up that quickly. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I wanted him to hang up, but at least he, he could have got that in. Well, I'm agreeing. Yeah, that was pretty rude, Gerald. He is this show's orchestra, I at know. least on a pre-recorded basis. I know how tough that multi-level marketing thing is. I still have a bunch of unopened boxes from that utensil company guy I got hooked up with. Still need to send them back and get my money, at least some of it. Oh, honey, just chalk that up to being a learning experience. Okay, you know, the, my schedule says it's time for some more music, Spud. Yeah, well, that's my area, so, so let me take care of it, yeah, all right? I know. I know. <laughs> Our next musical guest is Richard Thompson. Uh, I think it was 1997 he was in town for a show at the Moore Theater in Seattle, and we caught up with him backstage in the afternoon. Uh, a great guy, an amazing musician. Uh, here is Ghosts of Your Walks. Seems a habit too good to miss Once more for the memory Hit the heights too well that time To leave it there would be a crime Feels more like beginning to We tried, took the biggest bite. At least we did it right with all our souls and all our minds. Blue murder on the dance floor, French kisses in the rain, blood wetting in the water till I see. 
much courage as the game The ghost of you walks The ghost of you walks The ghost of you walks Ghost of you walks right through my head Sleeper walks at the foot of my bed Sends all shivers over my skin The excitement continues on the Spud Goodman Radio Show following this brief intermission. Listening to the Spud Goodman Show 7th Anniversary Special. Once again, your temporary permanent co-host, Gerald Holcomb. Hey, everybody, don't you think this is our best anniversary special ever? It's going so well. Uh, no comment. Oh, it's okay. Nothing to brag about, but well, yeah, yeah, it's a so-so special. I haven't really been paying attention. I'm in a pretty tough Fortnite battle right now. You know, doing this show on a remote basis is quite problematic, as one can only guess what you're all doing at your homes during this thing. Actually, I don't even want to know. There are children listening. So, you know what? Let's just move on to the next thing on our well, schedule. I have nothing here. to hide, speaking for myself. I'm quite proficient at multitasking. Yeah, I'll do another stuff. Uh, if you really want me to be specific, I can lay it out. But, you know, I mean, I could co-host a show like this in a deep sleep. That's so hot. It's really none of your business, Gerald, what all of us are doing in the privacy of our own homes. So just back off. I would appreciate it if no one bothers me for the next five minutes and let me focus here. Getting beat by a nine-year-old, and it's very disconcerting. Oh, my gosh. Okay, now uh, I'm being told, Spud, that your Uncle Steve is calling in. Uh, now, I, I see he is on the schedule. How did that happen? Uh, I put him on right before we went on the air. My uncle oh. has been on every one of our anniversary specials. I mean, some people really enjoy hearing from him. I mean, okay, maybe not from his, his little friend Jerry, but still, people like him. Well, hey, I, I find both your uncle and his friend Jerry to be very entertaining. They always lighten up the mood at family gatherings. <laughs> Me too. I think that dummy of your uncle's is the brightest person in your family, Spud. Outside of the love of my life, Dorothy, of course. Um, you know, as he is from my dad's side of the family, I, I think they're all sort of non-judgmental people. And as long as no one does something criminal, eh, you know, everything pretty much goes in our family. I mean, stuff like minor misdemeanors get a pass. I will never understand his whole not being a ventriloquist. You say he isn't one, but why does he carry that dummy around with well, him everywhere he goes? And he communicates through him. 
the no United puppet. States. No puppet. And- it's just wrong. How many times do I have to tell you Jerry is not a dummy? I mean, yeah, he, I mean, yeah, I mean okay, he, he's he's a, he's a dummy, but to my uncle, he's his best friend. You know, kind of a, a we've discussed this before, like a comfort companion. I know some people can't wrap their heads around it, but hey, that's their problem, right, Aunt Dorothy? Well, yeah, I've always been fine with Jerry. He can be feisty, but I know he means well. Yeah, so somebody just put him through, just. It'll be brief. Uncle Steve, are you there? Uh, yes, both Jerry and I are on the line. It was a chore to get him to put down his Rubik's Cube and come to the phone. Uh, well, I bet. No, he and Chance are intern, you know, have a lot in common. So anyway, so I told you I would get you on this anniversary special. You only have a, a few seconds, but promises made, promises kept. A few seconds? I know Jerry had a few things written down on a napkin he wanted to talk about. Now that I took away his Rubik's Cube, it would be good to put him on now. I can see he is getting irritated a bit. Uh, Go ahead, Jerry. Tell the listeners what's on your mind. I am not irritated, okay? My massage therapist has advised me not to hold in deep-seated anger, as it can be a destructive force. I'm supposed to release it before it damages my internal organs. So let me say that dumbass intern who is hosting this special is horrible. I cannot listen to his whiny voice any longer. So let's switch the channel to another station. Uh, Jerry, you know we listen to Spud's show because he is family. There are times in life where we all have to make sacrifices for our loved ones. Courtney, Chloe. Hey, uh, this special might suck, you know, when Gerald is speaking and he's actually the host here. He's, anyway, uh, but, but there, there's some halfway decent things in this special too. Just hang with it. I mean, like the music. Okay, if I could jump in here, I understand change is difficult for some to accept, but tell Jerry to get used to me taking on a bigger role in this show. If he doesn't like it, well then, you know, tough tiddlywinks. Tiddlywinks? No one under 50 knows what they even are. Make your cultural references more current, please. I don't think it's going to happen. Oh, Jerry knows all about Tiddlywinks. He plays them all the time, right, Jerry? Yeah, they help kill the time. I should get them out now. Uh, Uncle Steve, we do have to go, but, you know, I said I was going to get you on, and I did, right? So, you're welcome. Both Jerry and I appreciate it. Uh, What's that, Jerry? Ooh, if you don't have something nice to say, then keep that to yourself. Remember that FCC thing. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for that little suggestion. Uh, Anyway, we got to go. Bye. Like I said, that dummy is at the top of the Goodman family food chain. Uh, Everybody, would it be okay if I got this special back on track? It's time for more interview highlights from the past. In this one, we're going to be hearing from actor and, I believe, director Tim Robbins, uh, musician Ian Anderson, is he in a band? Uh, uh, I don't know. Ian, Ian Anderson. And, oh. uh, yeah, Jethro Tull is the band he's in. Uh, uh, I know you've never heard of them. They've only been yeah. around for like 75 years. Uh, the only Jethro I'm aware of is Jethro Bodine. And he didn't play an instrument on the Beverly Hillbillies. What the hell, yo? Bud, just let it go and don't engage on this one. Yeah, yeah, you're right, Aunt Dorothy. Okay, and I also believe we have actor Will Forte, uh, too, in this batch of prior interviews, so let's play them. Actor-director Tim Robbins. Well, I was going to say, you know, the thing that makes us unique and strong is just that. You know, if you think about it, um, 
when when we hear this rhetoric about uh, you know immigrants trying to steal something from you, or they're you know they're going to hurt us in some way, and if you think about who they are and who they have historically been, there's people that were in the same countries as them that didn't leave, that died. Or that didn't leave and chose to say, I'm okay with fascism, or I'm okay with being a Nazi, and stayed. But the people that left, the people that, first of all, the DNA of that, just the, the courage it takes to make that decision, I have to get out of here. I cannot tolerate this intolerance anymore. I am, that, that character, that person, is who we are as America. But then you also think about, not only do they have the courage, or she have the make courage to make that decision, but have the tenacity, the strength, and the character to survive the journey. And then, not only that, but lands in this new country with absolutely nothing, and creates a future, not only for themselves, but for future generations. Right. That's a pretty extraordinary individual. That's a hero. That's who we are. Yeah, well, well, well said. I'm excited. To Musician see Ian Anderson. I can find my activities to going sideways um, off-road and usually on my own land because then uh, I don't upset anybody else. You know, I don't want to get all Freudian here, but just thinking about this, your rejection of uh, of the you know the cliche, uh, real you know the Ferrari or whatever. Uh, it just I guess does that mean that uh, you're like well adjusted and maybe just possibly well endowed also because you don't need uh, any sort of external symbols to, to kind of compensate. You know what I'm saying? I think I know what you're saying, and I have to report to you, I am Mr. Average. I know this because I got out a, a ruler just a couple of weeks ago because there was some article in the paper about the, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the male attributes in terms of, of size and dimension generally. And I, I remember when I was a teenager, I remember sort of being fascinated enough to measure myself and thinking, oh, I'm not sure, is that good or is that bad or am I, you know, but uh, amazingly, the, it is exactly the same measurement as I sport today. And, and there are some bits of you that get bigger, you know, as we all know, as you get older, your ears tend to get bigger, your feet get bigger, the, the hairs that are coming out of your nostrils and your ears get longer. I know. And so, um, but other things kind of shrivel away. And I'm happy to report that I do not walk around with inside my codpiece and tights wearing a little acorn. It's just the same old chap that used to be there, um, you know, from teenage years onwards. And I'm, I'm, uh, I'm relieved that some things in life just stay the same. Well, not, I'm bummed, but you could be right. Uh, for the record, everyone knows I'm still in search of a of a Corvette, and I, hopefully that will, you know, maybe fill my, you know, you know. I mean, I'm, I'll be honest. I I have some deficiencies, and and uh, I can't afford a Corvette right now, but that's my goal someday. So anyway, all right, let's let's wrap this. Thing. Actor and writer out. Will Forte. So, all right, let me hit you with the last question. Thank um, you. It, it's been said you've had to deal with some OCD tendencies. I know I feel the situation is a big help in my job as, as a host. Like, I always show up for work whether I want to or not. It's just something I have to do each day. And I'm pretty sure non-OCD people are much more prone to absenteeism. Has it helped your career? Uh, I, you know, I would certainly say that, that uh, there are parts of this, uh, the parts of it, and, and you know, I, I, I know that there are, uh, you know, I'm I have a pretty good on the OCD scale. I'm I'm you know I'm I definitely have you know my my weird OCD tendencies, but I can you know I know there I think there are people who 
like can't leave the house because of it and stuff right. like that. Yeah, you show up on but the it, set. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It it uh, it definitely helps when it comes to writing because um, it's you know I will I mean it helps and hurts. I it 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 uh, you know I I won't. I won't go until I think something is perfect, but as you know, nothing is ever perfect. So there's always something, but I need closure on it. So it's, it's really tough for me to, and I'm, I'm still learning how to get to a place where I can sign off on something that's close enough. Right. Um, uh, but, but, it, but I think it does help in, in uh, making the, the product uh, closer to, to being what I want it to be uh, when we start shooting it. Um, but it, it, you know, it hurts in stuff like, you know, relationships and, and yes. stuff like that. Which sure is, does. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, very important. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thank you for sharing this. All right, well, I know you got to, like, go take meetings or something. You're a busy dude. This is the Spud Goodman Show. What else is there, man? Let's go back to the music. Jeez. Uh, this tune is from Fishbone. I recorded this, I believe, in 1997 when the band was on a warp tour, I think. I, we got them in a room away from the stage area. Uh, it was a very cool experience. Uh, the tune is The Goose. So here it is Fishbone! 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 This 
is the Spud Goodman Show 7th Anniversary Special. I think they're saying Lawrence, the show's public sector food critic, is on hold. You want them to put it through? Uh, let me let me take a look at the schedule here. I don't see Lawrence on it. Oh, of course, put him through. Hey, Lawrence, are you there? Yeah, you bet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I thought I should call in because, you know, this is the anniversary special and all that, right? Yeah. Uh. Well, I am an employee of the show, so I'm here. You know, that is, if you want to interview me. Uh, Lawrence, I don't believe we have a public sector food critic segment on this anniversary special. Now, it's nothing personal, but I, I guess we assumed with the pandemic, you couldn't go on the road to review any facilities. Aren't most military bases, prisons, and state parks still closed to visitors? Well, yeah, yeah, but I've been staying off the Greyhound buses lately, you know. I, I'm, I'm not taking any review assignments on the road, if, if you've been wondering where I've been. That's the responsible thing to do, Lawrence. Just stay safe. Well, you know, I did stop by the local community college, you know, TCC, and checked out their condiments. Well, the truth is I ran out of ketchup and mustard, so, you know, I thought I might grab a few packets there. But, you know, the real downside of this stupid pandemic is just that, you know, not being able to do my reviews. And I don't even have condiments now, so... You know, I used to always come back with all these pockets full of relish and mayo and, you know, a bunch of other stuff. Dinner is served. So the cafeteria was shut down? Oh, yeah, yeah, pretty much. You know, they, they've got a few vending machines working there. So, you know, I, I guess I could review the bag of corn nuts that I bought out of there. But mm, totally stale. That's very disappointing. Okay, Lawrence, maybe you can get back out on the road and do your regular reviews when uh, things start to improve. Oh, yeah, 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 all right. I feel you there. You want me to, to hang up, right, huh? Yeah. Text me. Hi. I got to tell you, I like you better as the host of the show. You know what I mean. Yeah, it's a one-time thing only. No worries, okay? All right. All right. I'll text you later. Okay, then. We have our last group of celebrity interviews to play now. First up is Ken Burns, who uh, he, he makes those documentaries, right? Yeah. Uh, okay, and then we have actress Mira Sorvino, and we will end this segment with the late, great Carl Reiner. Uh, yeah, for the record, Ken Burns is a filmmaker who puts out some amazing documentaries, okay. as everybody in the world knows. Uh, yeah, M Mira Sorvino is not just an actor. She won a freaking Oscar. And, and well, you know, Carl Reiner was a national treasure. I mean, just what a great man he was. Uh, you know, I'm never going to forget our conversation. Oh, he was such a talented man and so gracious to all. Yep. Please roll that clip. Documentary filmmaker Ken Burns. All right, super. Well, your your last pro your last project, country music, dealt with the origins of the art form. Do, do you think the majority of contemporary country music fans were surprised that the overproduced pop country music that they so love, you know, contemporary stuff that's out now, was born really from hymns, gospel, and the blues? Well, no, I don't think they were surprised, and I think that all throughout country music's history, there's always been a tension between the stuff that sells and the stuff that, that appeals to the heart. And so you'll find as early as, you know, uh, the 40s, people complaining that country music isn't what it used to be, it's gone too pop or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, they, you know, that's where we got the term, the Nashville sound, that was 
strings instead of fiddles or the country politan, really smooth, almost Phil Spector-like wall of sound overproduction. So this is nothing new, but what seeps through are these traditions. The, the songs that are great, you know, uh, Hank Williams, I'm So Lonesome I Could Cry, Johnny Cash, I Still Miss Someone, Almost Anything by Merle Haggard, right. Mama Tried or Mama's Hungry Eyes, uh, Dolly Parton, Jolene, and I Will Always Love You. Uh, Loretta Lynn, uh, not just uh, Coal Miner's Daughter, but Don't Come Home a Drinking with Lovin' on Your Mind. I mean, these songs will last for the Carter family. We can use Will the Circle Be Unbroken, right? That's, right. That's about us taking the hardships of life and realizing that there's a better world by and by. Ah, man, well, well said. Um, Academy Award-winning actress Mira Sorvino. Well, let me say this. In 1995, you won an Academy Award for, for Best Supporting Actress in Woody Allen's Mighty Aphrodite. It was an impressive performance. I also thought you and Lisa Kudrow should have both won Best Actress Oscars for your work in Romeo and Michelle's High School Reunion. It still holds up today on multiple viewings. It is a great movie. Still. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yes, I think I think that was kind of a sleeper that people didn't didn't fully appreciate at the time how wonderful it was. And I think now, like I, I feel really blessed to have been in that that project because it, it has had such legs and so many people continue to get joy from it. So yes. it, it, it's kind of lightning in a bottle. Yeah. All right. That's bad. What? I may, well, if I can offer my own opinion, Jeez. On sleeper movies that maybe yes. didn't get their due when they were released, but now are pure classics. There's one that comes to mind as it's our family's favorite. Okay. Mall Blart, Mall Cop 2. Now, it was tough for this sequel to top the first Paul Blart, Mall Cop movie, but they actually pulled it off. Uh, Mira, I'll, I'll be back in a sec. Okay. What the hell are you talking about? Well, we are discussing Academy Award-winning films here. Yes, Paul Blart, Mall Cop 2, was a film that I felt was overlooked by the Academy. We've rented that movie at Redbox maybe, I don't know, 15 times. Kevin okay. James' signature performance was spectacular. I really feel actors that are, say, a little more uh, stocky quite often don't get the attention of the more spelt ones do. He, he does have a point there. I've always preferred the heavy, older version of Marlon Brando over his younger, more trim stage. And for that matter, I liked the heavier Al Roker than the skinny one. I like my men with some meat on their bones. Yeah. That's good to know, Aunt Dorothy. Let me return to Mira. A truly legendary entertainment figure who, sadly, we lost in 2020 at the age of 98, Carl Reiner. Well, you know, I follow you on Twitter, and I have to say this, you're on fire right now with your commentary about what's going on in our country. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I suggest everyone check your Twitter account out. I, I would say that for sure. Oh, by the way, I, I put out a book called uh, uh, the, the Downing of Trump. I tweeted every night about... Trump and, and how, what a horror he is for our country. And I invited all my fellow people who feel the same way as to send me their tweets. And we put a book out together. We co, 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 co write a book. Huh. So there are 400 of us. And I, I give them, I, the book is out. It's called The Downing of Trump. And it, in it, I didn't know how very talented some of these people were as artists. The work, the artwork in the book is sensational. As a matter of fact, the cover is one of the artists made. A, I, I got to use that on the cover. The, 
it's it's loaded with stuff. Super. And, where can uh, where can people find it? Oh, it's it, random content. It, uh, random content Inc. Okay. Well, um, you know, I ask most of my guess what their most memorable moment was it makes a good last question but in your case with the life you've led and your legendary career it'd be impossible after like 10 hours could, could you toss out maybe uh, a least memorable moment like a disappointing moment like in show business that's something you wish would have gone the other way or looking back at it or you know no as a matter of fact i uh, if i leave today if this if this phone that's in my hand explodes and i leave today I have done everything I wanted to do, and I've had a wonderful, wonderful career. There's a few missteps along the way, but not many, including the the best step I ever took was marrying a girl named Estelle Lebos, who uh, was eight years older than me. I was 20 when I married, and she was 28, uh-huh. and we spent 65 years together, and she honed me. She was she knew everything about everything. She was an artist, a singer. She was an extraordinary human being. And I, 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 I thank her for helping me become who I became. Well, you, you, all, you, you too had some very talented children too. I want to oh, throw that I, out. That's one of the things I, before I go to bed every night, I think about that. Yeah. Um, uh, there were three, three children. This is the Spud Goodman Show. I'm still not over my surprise. All right, let's get back to the music. On this one, we were lucky enough to meet up with Roseanne Cash uh, in her dressing room after a show in Seattle back in, I think it was like the mid-90s. And she played us this very cool tune. Here is Roseanne with I Want to Know. Questions in the rosary box, seven candles in the dark. And angels hover around this room, and they somehow know my heart. If I remember you before I met you, I knew you were my man. If there's a reason I should know these things, there's a mission Listening to the Spud Goodman Show 7th Anniversary Special. Now, 
As a veteran of one minute, what do you think of this barren place? I sure see why they call it Operation Nightmare. Nothing but desert, rock, and fantastic shadows. A chamber of horrors, isn't it? Frozen by night and blasted by boiling heat during the daytime. There's practically no atmosphere, Lieutenant. This is a vitally important point. It means that the surfaces of all this rock you see have never been eroded by wind or water. Every foot of those jagged edges is razor sharp, ready to tear and puncture the life mixture out of your suit at the first moment of carelessness. But take it easy. Try to resist the temptation to play around with this low gravity. I promise you. Just the same, I can't help wondering how far a home run would go. Very good, Lieutenant. Come along. Very good, Lieutenant. Come along. Very good, Lieutenant. Come along. Frank, if you'll direct the men, I'll bring around the lead carrier and we can get started. In you go, son. In you go, son. In you go, son. Good, good luck. Follow what the general has to say. Nonsense. He's delighted to parcel you out. See you later. See you later. Something else, too, sir. What is that powdery stuff scattered over the ground to our right? It looks like salt from here. That's moon dust, Lieutenant. Oh? 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 A fine, powdery sand composed of meteorite particles and native rock. In deeper basins where the dust has accumulated, it can be very treacherous. Yeah, I'm curious to know, Commander Clifford. Is any of that stuff edible? No, Colonel. At least not in its raw state. I do hope we succeed in making it edible and soon. The rations up here are getting pretty monotonous. What about animal life, sir? I mean, is there really such a thing as a, a Martian? Yeah, we don't actually know, Lieutenant. Yeah, swallow a couple of these, both of you. Yeah, swallow a couple of these, both of you. Yeah, swallow a couple of these, both of you. And hang on. And hang on. Here she comes. Nice work, Commander on your flying and your colony. So this is Mars City. My, how time flies. Well, that will about do it. I, I must say, I have found the experience of hosting this anniversary special to be quite exhilarating. I will never forget this as I move along. Look, uh, take, take a mental picture and keep it in a safe place because it will never, ever happen again. Really? You know, for you, it was a once-in-a-lifetime experience, for sure. I know what's going to happen. You're, you're going to put this on your reel in hopes of, of getting a host gig somewhere. But my advice would be stuff like bulk erase most of your contributions to this special and maybe just use you, you know, like saying hello and, you know, with your name. And that, that, that'd be about it. That, that would be the smart way to go. Well, what is the question? Well, that, that would only be like a few seconds. Correct. Like Spud says to you all the time, less is more, Gerald. Especially in your case. I may only be an intern, but Gerald, why would you ever want to be a talk show host? After interning on this show, I know now what a dead-end career this whole radio industry is. Thank God I changed my major. Uh, 
Yeah, I can't really disagree with that decision. Well, well, we'll see what the future holds, but rest assured, Spud, if I do land my dream job with, say, uh, iHeartRadio or Intercom Radio, I would not be adverse to putting in a good word for you. <laughs> like, uh, like a real job with a, a station that cares about ratings? You know, like, like, like having to read ad copy on the air or, or doing personal appearances at grocery stores? Hey, I would rather close out my career here in Radio Hell any day. Good call, yo. Oh, I'm with you, Spud. No way I'd do this designated laugher job any other place, even if I was paid. Are you sure, Dorothy? I know you're doing okay with your social security and pension, but maybe you could work part-time, you know, to earn some extra money after we get married. I have been looking at jet skis. Oh, honey, after the wedding, we can sit down and figure out a budget. I'm sure we can find a way with my current income to pick up, say, a used jet ski. We would get two of them, right? I'd like my own if that's okay. All I wanted was a Pepsi, just one Pepsi, and she wouldn't give it to me. Oh, we can talk about that later, sweetie. Okay, so I will now say goodbye to our listeners. I, or or, uh, we, hope everyone enjoyed this special. We really love each and every one of you. You are what makes Look, there's no need to to kiss butt to that degree, all right? Trust me, our listeners do not dig such disgusting behavior, all right? Treat them like a friend who may not like you all that much, but, you know, understands things would be much more boring without you in their life. You do know your audience, bud. Okay, then. Uh, Goodbye, everyone. This is Gerald Holcomb signing off. Commitment. Commitment? That's way lamer than Dan Rather's courage. You you really want to end on that word? Yes. All successful broadcasters need a signature sign-off word, so commitment. Whatever. The Spud Goodman Show is written and directed by Spud Goodman. Executive producer, Lori Madsen. Producer, David Brenneman. Produced at Rosedale Audio Productions. Associate producer, TJ Pite. Video director, Wyatt Young. Production assistants, Brian Martin and Chance Morrison. Original music by Mike Spots and Tom Harmon. On-air talent, Rob McGee, David Deere, Pam McGee, and Tom Nolan. Copyright 2020 Spud Goodman Productions. David Brenneman speaking. This is Gerald Holcomb signing off commitment.